Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Talk the Plank. I'm Kaylee Ryan, bringing your minor league madness. Last week, we covered some promotions throughout the minor leagues, including one of the top prospects for the Pirates, Henry Davis, moving from AA to AAA. Now, a week into these promotions, how are these guys doing? You know, like I mentioned, the biggest promotion was probably Henry Davis. Um, Everybody's just been waiting for Henry Davis to move up, move up, move up. And with the competition that Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis have going on, we are definitely going to be seeing one of them soon. But Henry Davis in AAA on June 13th, that game, a couple days ago, uh, Henry Davis hit his first AAA homer of his career. It was a two-run shot and a one-for-five effort from the catcher. Now, he's been hitting around 230 right now, but he has been seeing a lot of time in right field. And can I just say... I know I've mentioned this before. He's a catcher. He's got to have that arm. But watching him throw from right field, it's definitely impressive. I definitely think they're not doing it to change his position by any means, um, which a lot of people were speculating, but I clearly don't think it's that because with someone like a strong catcher like Henry Davis, I think they're simply – I mean, they're still utilizing him as a catcher, but I think – they're simply trying to get Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis both in the lineup, which is what they've been doing for the most time. If Henry Davis is playing right field, Andy Rodriguez is catching. And if Andy Rodriguez or if Henry Davis is catching, it's often um, Andy Rodriguez as DH. So I'm really liking what they I'm seeing. I like the the you know using him in different areas because it just. I feel like it's not so much taking him out of his original position, but it is just making him stronger because now that is more that you can add to his toolbar, you know? So Henry Davis has been hitting pretty solid, and he, again, like I said, first triple A homer in uh, his career. So it's pretty exciting to see. Um, but yeah, now, you know. Who did I just talk about? Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez? Well, there is more to our catching depth than you may think. 
Catcher Abraham Gutierrez was promoted to double-A in replacement of Henry Davis on the roster, and he has absolutely been tearing up Altoona. He In Altoona, he's absolutely just annihilating the ball. He's got... He had... Two homers and four doubles in his first seven games with Altoona, and he's hitting a cool 273. He gets on base often, and for a catcher, he can run pretty good. So, you know, like I said, obviously the two biggest names in our catching department is Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez, but don't sleep on Gutierrez. Um, honestly, when's the last time the Pirates have had such deep um, catching or like some catching depth? That is just as interestingly deep as it is. Uh, we have, you know, two almost MLB-ready uh, catchers sitting in the wings at AAA, and now we have Abraham Gutierrez, who is literally right behind them in AA. We haven't seen a catching depth like this for a long time. And obviously, Jason DeLay, I feel like this is just a personal, like, bias, but I feel like we don't talk about Jason DeLay enough. Um, I know obviously we have Austin Hedges, but he did hit his first home run on Wednesday, but that's besides the point. First home run for the Pirates, uh, that is. But for for Jason DeLay, who was almost retiring out of baseball, and then he like just revived his career, and now he's like such a solid player for us. To have him in the majors as our backup catcher, and then have Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez in AAA, and then Abraham Gutierrez in um, AA, it's just crazy how insanely deep this can be. So the competition is very tough, but... Moving on to some new promotions that just came in. Pitcher Anthony Solomato was recently promoted to double A this week, as well as Kyle Nicholas, who made the jump from double A to triple A. So Solomato went from Greensboro to Altoona and Nicholas from Altoona to Indy. Now, I am super excited to watch Anthony Solomato pitch. I work the games, obviously, as you guys know, at Altoona, and I cannot wait to see this guy pitch for Altoona. I think it's just going to absolutely bolster the rotation. It kind of does sting a little losing Kyle Nicholas, but I'm excited to see him go. It stings as a fan of the curve. But for Kyle Nicholas, I'm super excited to see him go up to Indy, and they need it. So... Solomato has been stellar for Greensboro, although his record doesn't show it. He's 2-3, and three, but he has a 2.30 ERA, and he had 68 strikeouts in 58 innings. Now, Kyle Nicholas has been a little underwhelming, but he still was 3-5 and five with a 4.36 ERA for the curve, as well as 63 strikeouts in 53 innings. Like I said, I'm super excited to see Anthony Solomato pitch for the curve. Um, I'm really, really, really going to be trying to get into those games and try to watch him because I'm just super excited. I love what he's got going on down there and, you know, down for Greensboro. And now just bringing it up to Altoona is just going to be huge, um, especially because Altoona's pitching hasn't been to where we've wanted it. It's been okay. It's been solid, but our offense has been bailing us out most times because our offense has been catching a lot of fire and we've been you know getting 10 11 12 runs sometimes and that unfortunately is what we need to bail out some of our pitchers because they give up like six seven eight nine runs 
And so seeing Anthony Salamedo come up and help this um, struggling curve pitching, um, I'm super excited to see it. And I love that he's one step closer to the major leagues. Like that's the biggest part. He's one step closer. And that's just, that's awesome. So, and I'm super, like I said, I'm kind of sad to see Cal Nicholas leave the Altoona rotation, but um super happy for him. He is now one step away from the um, major leagues, which is just going to be so exciting. And I think double A is like such a good spot for me because you get to watch these players. Like, I mean, I guess if you're watching like uh, low A or anything, you can watch them develop more fully. But for me, double A is such a good spot to watch because you can kind of make these connections with these players and then suddenly they're more recent and they're more they're more likely get, to get up to the majors sooner than later. And I think that's super, super exciting. And so I'm really, really excited for Kyle Nicholas. But we did see a major league league debut this week. Um, Osvaldo Beto made his debut on Wednesday against the Chicago Cubs. Now, Beto did pitch four innings, allowing one run, three walks, six strikeouts. An amazing performance uh, for a guy who struggled in his past couple of starts with Indy. But he is just awesome. And I've watched him play at the curve multiple times in the past, past couple of seasons. Uh, he's honestly been one of the best curve pitchers at the time of that rotation. He's always just come out firing. And he was promoted to AAA at the beginning of the season. And despite some of the struggles and some of his numbers, he has very great stuff. Now, unfortunately, his solid debut was spoiled by the Pirates' bullpen. But that's that's besides the point. So... I definitely have to like what we're seeing from the top prospects as well as some underdogs that aren't even prospects. Osvaldo Beto isn't even listed on the prospects, and so I'm just super excited that he showed up. He's not a big guy at all, and if you've watched the game, you notice that. It's in his face. You can really see how skinny he is. He's 6'3", 175, but man, can he throw it in there. I was super excited to see him debut. Um, I love seeing debuts. It's one of my favorite things in baseball is watching um is watching the managers tell these players that they have to go up to Pittsburgh or they have to go up to Cincinnati or New York or whatever it's just such a great feeling because these kids have been working for this and just there's nothing more enjoyable than watching major league debuts it's just an exciting like even if they work out or not it's just an exciting thing for the family the friends the player the team the fans everybody loves it and so I am just super excited to see all these debuts especially for these top prospects and I really look forward to seeing more debuts in the coming months now um I'm not gonna say too much but there are a couple of rehab assignments that are going on at Altoona um, in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for more of that, and I'll let you know uh, as it gets closer. But it's time for the recap of Wednesdays. It's currently around 3 to 4 p.m. here on Thursday, so I'll be covering the games from Wednesday night as well as like Thursday night games. So to begin with Indianapolis, they're 29-34 and 34 on the season which is a little bit 
uh, interesting for what they have. They dropped Wednesday's game 8-1 to one to the Iowa Cubs. Henry Davis went 2-3 for three in the game, as well as a 3-for-3 three three game for Miguel Andujar, who drove in the lone run. J.C. Flowers got the loss for the Indians, going 0.2 innings pitched, giving up six earned runs in that time. Yikes. He's now 1-1 one one with a 9.79 ERA. Now, Ben Brown got the win for the Cubs, going six innings, no runs, 11 strikeouts against the Indians. You're not going to often win a game when somebody has 11 strikeouts against you. He's now 3-3 three and three with a 3.52 ERA. The Indians and Cubs continue the series tonight at 7.38 p.m. The Indians have Kent Emanuel going, who is 4-2 with a 6.28 ERA and is to be decided for the Cubs. Now, the Altoona Curve dropped the second straight game against Somerset on Wednesday by the score of 5-4. to four. Blaine Abeda got the win for Somerset, now 5-3 with a 6.04 ERA. Jared Jones got the loss for Altoona, now 1-4. I know that record doesn't sound great, but he's got a 2.23 ERA, and he pitches better than that record shows. Abraham Gutierrez, again, we were talking about him earlier. He was 3-for-5 with a 3-RBI double. And in a 4, when your team scores 4 runs and you have 3 of them, that's a pretty good game. Now, Matt Gorski also showed up with the bats. He's going 3-for-4. Andres Alvarez drove in the other run with an RBI ground out. Um... Now, this is the last week of a two-week string of away games, um before Altoona re- returns back to people's natural gas field for a home stand next Tuesday. Now, they play Thursday against Somerset at 6.35 p.m. with Aaron Shortridge pitching for the curve and Gomez pitching for Somerset. Now, Altoona is 30-27 and 27 now on the season. Greensboro lost 5-2 on Wednesday to the Greenville Drive. Ernie Ardonez had an RBI single, and Brendan Dixon drove in the other run on a sack fly for Greensboro. Thomas Harrington got the loss, now 0-1 with a 4.50 ERA. Dalton Rogers got the win for Greenville, now 0-1 with a 2.75 ERA. They continue their series at 7.05 on Thursday with Braxton Ashcraft getting the ball for Greensboro. Now he's 0-2 with a 3.22 ERA. His mound opponent is Isaac Coffey, who is 4-2 with a 2.63 ERA. So they have a little bit... So Greensboro has a little bit of a challenge on the mound. But to really wrap up the recap of these games, Bradenton thrashed the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles by a score of 18 to 9. JP Massey got the win now 3 and 3 with a 3.28 ERA. Miguel Anhal Boadas he got the loss now 0 and 2 with a 5.63 ERA. Now Tamar Johnson, one of the top prospects for the Bucks, he had a monster game. Four for four, four RBIs, four runs scored, two walks. Now, Shalyn Polanco was three for six with three RBIs. Luis Hernandez was one for three with three RBIs. They continue their series at 6.30 p.m., pitchers to be decided for both teams. Now, to wrap up this episode, it's a little bit of a shorter one, 
But to wrap this up, let's talk a little bit about Combine Week. Combine Week is coming up for the MLB Draft, and this is a huge week for the Bucks and for the Bucks fans. Obviously, Dylan Cruz is on our radar and most likely to go number one, but there are going to be excited talent throughout this Combine. Many argue that we should take two-way pitcher Paul Skeens, but we're going to deep dive next week into why Dylan Cruz is the answer. But to touch on it a little bit, Dylan Cruz is electric. He plays for LSU, and if you just watch the LSU or the college baseball playoff wrap-up kind of things the past couple of weeks, you would have seen, um, you know, everyone, there was a wild pitch in the one game for LSU, put runners on second and third. Everybody thought they'd walk Dylan Cruz because there was a base open. Well, they pitched him, and Dylan Cruz hit a two, two RBI double, solid contact, Man, the sound off that bat is crazy. Dylan Cruz would be absolutely dominant in our outfield. And to me, I think that should be our pick. But I wouldn't be opposed to Paul Skeens, but I would definitely love to see Dylan Cruz be a pirate. And I think if we don't take Dylan Cruz, we'll regret it. Because there's good outfielders in the top 10, but none like Dylan Cruz. But again, after Combine Week, we're going to be talking more about what I've seen and who would be really, really good in the Pirates, obviously in the Pirates system and just as a Pirate in general. But uh, that's all I have for your Minor League Madness here on Talk the Plank. Make sure to follow Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod and myself at Haley Ryan with an underscore after Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in and let's go Bucks.